0: Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey, hey, you fam, and welcome to the Heart of Dating podcast. It's Kate Warman here, and you guys are in for such a unique and special treat on the podcast today. I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation. But before we get into the content, I wanted to let you know that we launched a short mini series on the topic of navigating the beginning stages of dating. These mini-series episodes are launching on Fridays, and they're short and easy to listen to in one sitting. So far, we talked about general guidelines for what I call stage one dating. And then the week after that, we went over the art of intentionality. And then this week on the mini-series, we are talking all about how to avoid an awkward first date, which I know a lot of y'all deal with, so you're going to have to check it out. You're going to love what we talk about on this episode. Make sure to check out these really fun, short mini-series episodes. Now today, I am ecstatic to bring you this conversation. Many of you know that we have a private Heart of Dating Facebook community. And if you didn't know that, you can find us on Facebook by searching Heart of Dating and then liking our page right there, and then going to the sidebar to groups and requesting to join the private Heart of Dating Facebook community. But friends, what you guys are about to hear today is our very first Heart of Dating testimonial. What's even better, Alyssa, who is on the podcast today, she dropped the hanky on her now fiance, Brad. So they met in our private Heart of Dating Facebook community, and then Alyssa actually dropped the hanky on Brad. It is just so incredible. So today, Alyssa Gomez and Brad Staby share their story of how they met in our private community, how Alyssa dropped the hanky on Brad, and how they managed to navigate an overseas long-distance relationship. That's right, overseas, you guys. Brad was so intentional in his pursuit and both of them prioritized mentorship and healthy communication throughout the process of their dating relationship. It's such a beautiful story and I could not be more excited for y'all to hear every single detail which they are sharing today with us. Also, y'all, we are a family here at Heart of Dating. And because of that, I want to encourage you to pray for Alyssa and Brad as they embark into this season of engagement and prepare for marriage. As a family, we just want to come alongside of them and make them feel so supported and so covered. So please join me in praying for Brad and Alyssa in this journey. Last but not least, before we get into this episode, I want to say a huge shout out for everyone listening today. I also want to remind you to subscribe so that you can receive the latest episode automatically downloaded wherever you are listening to Heart of Dating right now. We read every single review. So if this episode today impacts your heart in any way, will you let us know by writing us a review and telling us what you thought about today's episode? Alright, that's it for the announcements and now we are ready to get into the content with Brad Staby and Alyssa Gomez and their incredible story from a hanky drop to an engagement. Let's do it. Alyssa Gomez and Brad Stavey. Hey, guys. Welcome to Heart of Dating today. Hi, Kate. Hey,
1: Happy New Year, Kate.
0: (laughs) This is so awesome, you guys. I'm just so excited. I have the biggest smile on my face because y'all, we do not have any like true Heart of Dating testimonials. And y'all are literally our very first testimonial of Heart of Dating. And so I wanted to bring y'all on to just really share your incredible story because I'm A, inspired by it because there's so many different ins and outs of it, but also because y'all met in our community and it's so exciting. (laughs) Let's start. Let's just dive on in, you guys. I know that your story has to do with something called Drop the Hanky. So. Go ahead, Alyssa. You probably should start there.
2: What what did that look like for you? <laughs> so week after week, um, I'd listen to you as I go off to work. Oh. And I just remembered hearing the little jingle of, hey, you know, we can't expect men to show up on our doorstep. Sometimes it's okay to put the first foot forward, you know? <laughs>
1: yes. No FedEx marriages here. Yeah, yes! exactly. <laughs> there you go. I love it. So
2: as I was just like engaging on the um, Facebook HOD community, it was super fun, and I you actually, Kate, you asked a general question to just start conversation. Yeah, and you asked if you could make your own um, dating app, what would that look like? And Brad, whom I didn't know at the time, <laughs> responded. and he said, I would make a dating app that basically our conversations would be CC to both of our accountability partners. And um, our, our friends would have to approve before we could go on a date or something of that sort. Yeah. And I was just really intrigued because I was like, "Wow, this man is really serious about purity and like intentionality." And so at that point, I all I did was follow him on Instagram. I stalked his, <laughs> I stalked his Facebook. <laughs> Acceptable profiles. stalking. Yeah, I was like, "Okay, cool." I just followed him on Instagram. He followed me back, and then about a week went by, mm-hmm. and he posted a picture in Barcelona he was visiting for the weekend Brad stationed abroad in Europe and he was at like a cathedral and he just said visiting the world's biggest beehive and I was incredibly cheesy like totally straightforward there was no like misrecognizing I just said I've tried really hard to think of a flirty comment and all I've got is hey honey so hi (laughs) (laughs) I love it it was super dorky but it was to the point and all I could think of was like What do I have to lose, you know?
0: Yes, and own the funny, own the awkward, which isn't, it's not Mm -hmm. that awkward, but like, that's so
2: cute. I love that you did that. Yeah, so Brad found it amusing, apparently.
1: (laughs) I loved it. It was so straightforward and it was definitely like, Hey, I'm looking at you. What's up? And um, it just kind of rolled on from there.
0: Okay, so then what happened after that? So now you're like, oh, this girl. Hey, how did you guys find out that you were both it- from Heart of Dating? Like, what did that look like? How did your conversations begin? So cool.
1: Um. Okay. So, admittedly, I had been like watching Alyssa for that week or two that she started <laughs> following me on. So when she first DM'd me, I felt a little called out. I was like, oh shoot, man, like. As a man, I'm supposed to do the initiating. Like, I had been looking at her for a couple of weeks, so I was like, well, I'm getting called out here a little convicted that I wasn't the one to make the first move. And then so when she hanky-dropped me, if we're going to use that term yes, as a verb, because yes, that's cool, I was like, sweet, I'm going to take that as, like, a conviction. to I'm going to initiate everything else out from here on. And um, the ball, like, just started rolling after that. <laughs>
0: I love that. So you admittedly also noticed her and you were like, oh, hey, girl, like I saw you followed me. See, <laughs> with all the ladies listening like this is what happens. I am unashamed about hanky dropping and stalking on Instagram. It's acceptable. We can do that. I mean, don't look yes. at every photo they've ever posted in their entire archive of life, but um, a little acceptable stalking is fine. And, you know, even just going ahead and following them is also something like that most likely they're going to see unless they have like 100,000 followers or something. And so I love that you did that. Even just in following him, Brad was like, oh, hey, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I see you. (laughs) So will you guys just walk us through? And first of all, also, Alyssa, I just want to say props to you, girl, for having the courage (laughs) to drop the hanky. How did you feel after that moment? Like I just
2: for everyone who's nervous to even do that, what did it feel like? I honestly just because Brad was across an ocean we each had this um, just revelation that like we truly have nothing to lose in being 110% ourselves, you know, and that was so incredibly freeing because it was just like, Hey, here's me. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. Like I'm going to be up front. And if you're not about it, like that's totally cool.
1: I was going to say that was the conversation I had with myself. I was like, I have such a unique opportunity here Mm -hmm. to be 100% myself because I have nothing to lose. And if that's not what she's into, then Hey, that's like no harm, no foul. So you know, the the one upside to, I guess, digital hanky dropping like that is you have nothing to lose besides saying, hey, and, you know, if we look at like what isn't inherently reaching out to somebody, that is a huge compliment in itself. Like, hey, I notice you. I find you pretty attractive. And I just mm-hmm. want to say, hey, you know, a hanky drop does not have to be anything flowery, Shakespeare-y, prophetic. You know, hers was a a corny pun, and I loved it. And I know you've talked a lot in the past couple seasons about men thrive off of respect. Like, you know, that's kind of like social currency for men. So if you even just shoot that raw compliment to a man – you're already like bolstering him a little bit, which is going to affirm you too as the confident person to step out boldly like that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. And I do typically find that men find confidence in a woman like very attractive. Almost all the guys I talk to are like, confidence is one of their top qualities, somewhere in the top. And so I often find like women are so nervous to do that, but you're not marriage proposing them. You're not even necessarily asking them on a date. You're just showing them Interest. Like you just said, even Brad, like you're just, she's just I'm saying putting hello. you on my radar. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, I see you, I notice you, and I want to make contact with you, whether or not like anything happens. Like they could, exactly, you could have never responded. And for you, Alyssa, it'd be like, okay, well, hey, I did it. Right. It's like, I yeah, exactly. d- had the boldness to do that. Or even if the conversation fell flat, like at least you, you had that moment, or even if it turned into a friendship, like that's still awesome to get to know mm-hmm. another brother and sister in Christ, I think. Yep. So, okay. When when she dropped the hanky on you, Brad, what did the process look like after that with you guys conversing? And I just want to hear the rest of what happened after that moment.
1: <laughs> okay. So we're both laughing here, smiling at each other. So messages turned into a FaceTime, then FaceTime turned into like FaceTime five, six times a week. And this went on for like almost, you know, what, at least a month one. And, yeah. and then at one point, You know, I was feeling pretty convicted that she hit me up first. I was like, you know, I'm going to initiate from here on out. And I just got real with myself one day. I was like, look, dude, like this is not going to progress any more than it already has if you don't take another step. Like, homeboy, the ball is in your court right now. Um, So, like, long story short, for a couple months before I even knew that Alyssa was a human being, um, living in Europe, obviously taking a page out of um, HOD Kate is Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let my singleness stop me from traveling Europe and seeing it just because I'm not equally yoked to somebody. So I had this trip to Spain planned over the 4th of July weekend. And I was straight up like, we got nothing to lose here. I was like, Hey, I'm going to Spain for the 4th of July weekend. Do you want to meet me there and see if this could be a thing? And I was very intentional to say, Hey, I don't need an answer right now. I know it's a little overwhelming, actually probably really overwhelming. Um, Pray on it. Talk to your mentors, talk to your community about it. And you know, stew on it for a little bit and uh next thing we know that's where the next step was which i think the hod community saw as holy cow like these two people are actually (laughs) seeing each other in real life this is insane i remember that moment i was like
0: what when you guys posted the photo i was like this is amazing
1: (laughs) yeah i remember looking at lissa like so you want to do it are we going to post this like is this (laughs) is this putting the carpet for the horse like are we gonna are we gonna make this post
0: Uh It was pretty surreal. And I love that your confidence to even post it in the community because it seemed that you guys were confident enough whether or not it like fully worked out. You know, it's like (laughs) this is an example of intentional pursuit of dropping the hanky, of seeing what could happen. Um, And I also want to just back up for a second in the process of you guys talking and this whole long distance situation, even before you met each other, because, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm all about long distance. And in fact, I had a friend joke to me recently because almost all my quote unquote, like dating situations in 2019. We're all long distance. And my friend was like, are you ever going to choose someone in California? And I was like, (laughs) okay, noted. But it's just the people who keep asking me out are not in California. That is an interesting place to be in where you're intentionally finding time for conversation to get to Mm -hmm. know that person. And it can get pretty intimate in terms of emotionally. So what did that look like even before you guys met up and figuring out like, yes,
2: I definitely want to meet this person in real life. So for me, I really loved distance and that sometimes I think as a girl, we're super guilty of kind of like jumping the gun. Mm. And so as Brad and I are conversing originally just through messages, I was able to be like, honestly, I probably asked him like pretty straightforward hard questions and just to be able to like see him on like a very um, unbiased lens, do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. And so before my heart's a thumping and seeing how good he smells on date one, <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> so true. You know what I mean, it's real he's incredibly handsome. I, you know, I got to just really ask the heart questions. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of them were not fun to walk through of just like, you know, what things do you struggle with? What is your testimony like? Um, and that was really healthy for me. And because I mean, past relationships, I had just progressed too quickly without truly knowing the person. Yeah. Um, and so for me to have the distance as like almost a safeguard mm-hmm. to really like know his heart and to see where his walk was at mm-hmm. was so healthy.
0: Mm, I love that and you can like there's a level of you get to know the person without all the physical stuff. And, you know, and that's important too. like experiencing Mm -hmm. the person in real time. So much truth to that. But you get to really just see their raw answers and you don't have a lot to go off of because you don't, I mean, FaceTime, you see their facial expressions, but it's still a little bit different, you know? And so you're really learning healthy communication those first, Mm -hmm. those, well, first few weeks, but then throughout a long distance relationship. And Brad, what was it like for you too? Yeah. I want to hear your side.
1: (laughs) Um, So I second everything Alyssa said about we mitigated doing some pretty cool stuff together in person we mitigated that by having some pretty uncomfortable not so fun conversations up front of Mm -hmm. like once I lay out all my junk of who I am you know because I'm a broken sinner as well just like (laughs) anybody else is like do you still see me in all of that Mm -hmm. and more importantly do you see what God's doing in front of me but what I want to add to that is Kate every single episode you've always asked okay if you could give us you know one last piece of final dating advice think of how many single guests were like build a rock-solid friendship with that person. And ultimately, you know, I looked at also through the lens of, can I genuinely become friends with Alyssa? Like, do I enjoy talking to her after work? Do I enjoy talking? Like, on top of everything we already said was, is she genuinely a great friend on top of that? Because Lord knows, like, you know, we meet each other in person, like all your, (laughs) the physical side is going to take over. And Alyssa and I are never going to talk through something that we've never experienced ourselves. We're just trying to keep it, humble, open, vulnerable, yes. and transparent of like phew, boundaries can be a very, yeah. very hard thing to struggle with. Um, yeah. and we can say that for the next intentionality question. Yeah. Um, so it's like, what can, what work can we do ahead of time mm. to make sure that like phys- physical attractiveness is not going to overwrite any type of, any junk in her past that would be a disqualifier.
0: Yes, that's so good. So then, obviously, you invited her to Spain, and mm-hmm.
2: okay, you went. Oh my I can gosh! I feel the
1: crowd rolling their eyes right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're it was, like, <laughs> "It was surreal, and it was honestly not an easy yeah. um, decision, just for so many reasons." I've never been out of the country before.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, out of faith, somehow I had bought a passport a couple years before that had never been filled. Mm, um, wow. So that was convenient, <laughs> but I had to just. I mean, I'll be completely transparent. My brother-in-law is in the military. Yeah. I asked him to do a background check to figure out, <laughs> you know, I'm like, make sure it's not going to be taken to. yeah. And, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> and uh, one of my requests from Brad, I said before I say yes, I want to speak to your friends and I want you to speak to mine. Mm, and I so, um, yeah, this was like such a God thing. Some of his closest best friends from college were all getting together and they all live in different states. And I spent an hour and a half in my church parking lot after service one day speaking to his friends. <laughs> no um, way. Wow. Yeah, it was it was so surreal. And then...
1: My friends are passed around the phone interviewing the poor girl yeah. roasters. She's talking to three veterans in the room and they're all like, <laughs> you know, grilling her. And I felt so bad because I don't know this is happening. I'm like, What are they doing to her right now?
2: <gasps> oh but it was... Gosh. I loved it because I just got to ask raw questions and see their like genuine response. Mm. And Brad called... My friend Mackenzie, and she just- Also an
1: HOD community member.
2: Oh, yes, yes, Yes. Mackenzie, shout out. Love Mac. she's (laughs) wonderful. And I loved Mackenzie because she asked him hard questions, including like, why Alyssa? Like, why are you going to send this girl across the world to come see you? And so like having community like kind of be super involved. Um, I remember I asked one of, um, she's an older woman in our community. She kind of hosts our college Bible study. Yeah. And I, I got a not so positive response and I was still like, I really wanted, to, I didn't want people who were just going to give me an easy yes. I wanted people who were going to give every side of the story. Yeah, that's um right. And like just really spending like time in prayer. I was like, okay, I have like a like this is scary and this is bold, but like I have peace about this. I'm gonna be bold and like see what God does.
0: Mm, that's good. I love that you guys took the step of talking to friends. And I've implemented mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. as well in my life, you know, especially when it's a very great distance. Like you guys were obviously overseas, a very big distance. Mm-hmm. Not as easy to just like, I'll just quickly book a weekend trip. Like it's yeah. <laughs> like it's not exactly that way. So you guys not only are long distance, but you're long distance over an entire ocean and that makes it harder. Mm -hmm. And so I, in the process for me, that's also what it's looked like. I'm like, you know what, if you really want, if they live all the way on the other side of America, for example, I'm like, if you're really serious, I'd love for you to talk to like a few of my close friends. I'd love to talk to a few of of your friends because I don't have the opportunity as well before really meeting them or getting to know them to see how they interact with their community at all. So I want an opportunity to do that if their community lives in a different state or a different country or who, what have you, right? Mm-hmm. So that's incredible that you guys did that. And I want to also direct a question to you, Brad, because I know this pursuit process, you've already kind of gone into some of this about it's more difficult when you're long distance and overseas, and you had a huge step of asking her to come to Spain. But what are our other steps in trying to be intentional in this process of pursuing her, especially in long distance? What did that look like?
1: Okay, so I'm incredibly grateful for my professional calling of just being an army officer because yeah. we're incredibly, incredibly skilled at detailed, meticulous planning, and like how to accomplish mission right. So, I would break it down through the lenses of love languages. Mm-hmm. Of obviously, listen to our very intention about what are, how that applies to us. Yeah. But with my job, knowing that I'm going to be separated, I can't always we I can't always do quality time, which is Alyssa's number one, right? Yeah. But I can make sure that we have access service on there. For instance, when Alyssa came over to Europe first or second time, I knew she needed a phone charger or like a portable brick. So I just sent one on Amazon to her, little gifts like that, being very intentional, like, hey, just because I can't talk to you, that's not going to be a three foot wall roadblock that's going to stop me from pursuing you. And additionally, that gives Alyssa another like viewport to see if I'm serious about this. Yes. Yeah. one example was, I know we had this trip to Rome later in the summer plan. I was doing a field exercise for like 20 days in rural Germany, limited cell service. Oh, and wow. I wasn't going to let that stop me from getting those rooftop reservations in Rome, you know, oh, a couple wow. weeks later. Hopefully my commander's not listening to this when he hears that. <laughs> 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 um, and then like in November, I had a month long another field exercise where I couldn't talk to Alyssa, but I sure could make sure that she was going to have pre-planned flowers that were going to arrive at certain parts oh, of the gosh. week. I wrote really? a bunch of letters that she was going to get at a certain time. So, just want to encourage all the dudes that if you know you can't achieve your number one love language for whatever satiate her Mm -hmm. emotionally is look at how you can supplement that through other means and Mm -hmm. that's going to additionally show that you're pretty serious about it god
0: That is so inspiring. I definitely didn't know all those details. And I, you know, oftentimes I hear, I think it's such a really good moment for guys to say, wow, like nothing should really be holding me back if I'm interested in this person and want to pursue them. I hear a big excuse I hear a lot is I'm just a terrible planner, you know, and I'm bad at that. But even if you're a bad planner, there are ways to be able to really pursue someone creatively. And for you, for example, Brad, you didn't have all the time. You couldn't give her all of that, but you were creative to plan in advance and be intentional and serve her in other ways. So Alyssa,
2: what did that make you feel like in that process? That's so cool. So I remember leading up to this, I mean, this was before I knew who Brad was. I was very intentional about praying for like a man who was going to not just romance me during a dating periods, but who's going to really prioritize like romance throughout a marriage yes. um, and everyone told me super upfront, like romance dies you're being ridiculous you're kind of asking for too much and so it was so affirming for me to just be like it's not like I'm not asking too much to be loved well yeah. and it was so I mean I, I remember coming home from class one day and seeing the flowers at my doorstep and crying like truly mm. just because it was just so considerate and I feel like it just shows that they they're making you a priority yeah. and like I truly don't believe, like marriage is never going to be convenient. You know what I mean? Yes. And so if you can be really intentional now, then I think that will just continue to carry on as like a habit throughout dating. Yes, that's so good. I love that. Yes, all the men listening. Let's take
0: some notes, yes. brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, you're going to hey. officially be like counseling all the men in Heart of Dating. I'm
2: just kidding. <laughs> he, could write a, he could write a college class about it. Yeah, I no
1: kidding. <laughs> um, one thing that and I were talking about last night, and we talk about intentional communication right yeah the amount of selflessness and dying Mm -hmm. to self that goes into that to try and figure out how to have an intentional pursuing godly relationship on a nine-hour time difference Mm -hmm. you know we talk about it's not like oh there's an ocean between you for one trip but like Mm -hmm. how do you make that happen on the daily and like an example of is when i'm waking up for pt in the morning you know it's 5 a.m i can barely keep my eyes open it's what, well, like 10 or 11 it's p.m. for 11 Alyssa. PM. Something bothered her early in the day. She's been stewing in her juices all day waiting for me to wake up. I'm about to head into a grueling physical session. You know, it's like I got to brush that off to be able to be emotionally tender to sit through that with her. And if like that's the level of, I guess, wow. dying and stuff, you got to just push yeah. off how you're feeling at the time. And
0: really find good communication. I yeah, yeah, I would love to hear even more. Like what did that communication look like for you guys? How did you set up rhythms to communicate well, work, Even communicate through like maybe some harder conversations that had to come up.
2: Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. (laughs) Brad and I have incredibly different upbringings, and that um, Brad was fortunate enough to grow up in a really like healthy home. He had um, his father was also in the service, so he was gone at times. But he, you know, his parents raise their family in a Christian household. Yeah, let's
1: be real. I grew up as white bread, Pennsylvania (laughs) home as possible. Yeah. You know, and there's Alyssa on the other hand who's...
2: Yeah, so my family, you know, my parents were divorced before I was even born. Mm. There's domestic abuse, there's substance abuse. Mm. There's just a lot of brokenness in my Mm. household. And so I had a lot more just triggers in regards to like certain conversations. Mm. And so... Brad and I had to be – and, I mean, I I kudos him. He's an incredibly patient man. I tell him often. <laughs> mm-hmm. We just had to be, like, really intentional in regards to, like, how we approached certain situations. And, I mean, I could – I would say most of our disagreements have just been a misconception about, like, the way something's being phrased or approached. Or
1: messaged, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, or I'm communicating something or, you know, and – yeah.
2: So just to be sensitive to, like, every – to the fact that like we have such different backgrounds Mm -hmm. um, and like even just the wording of certain things can be taken harshly. And so I think that, again, that's just a whole lot of like dying to self, being very intentional about knowing the person and what fuels their heart and what's a jab to the heart. Um, I mean, Brad can tell you instances of just like being so confused of like, I don't know what just went on and me having to take a moment to try and figure out where I'm at, you know? (laughs)
0: Yeah, he's Uh, like, "Um, I'm sorry, I don't speak woman. What is? What are you saying?
1: (laughs) And we talk about non-physical communication, right? Like before the physical stuff is added on, having a conversation with somebody while you're sitting at a table is so different than a 2 a.m. speakerphone where you're looking into this black abyss, like what Mm -hmm. is going on on the other end right now? Mm -hmm. And, you know, Kate, I think it's just, just Brad's opinion here, but I think one of the most fruitful moneymaker episodes that you've ever had on HOD was, How to learn and understand your own dating triggers and then another person's dating triggers. That's something Alyssa and I listened to probably two, three times together and discussed jointly. And that was, again, like being humble, open and transparent is that was one of our conversations that we had was, okay. now that we've listened to this, like, let's dump out the trash can on the table and like sift through it. But we get that one uncomfortable conversation out of the way. Now I'm like more armed to go into the next one, knowing, okay, like, here's how I can emotionally and tenderly walk through this together.
0: Yes. I think a huge part of this process is exactly what you said. Like, Well, one is self-awareness, knowing what our triggers are, because Alyssa, like no matter what our past is, there's growth to be had. And really, it's all about do I know myself enough to know what my triggers are so I can communicate Mm -hmm. that to somebody so that hopefully we can work through that communication. And that's not a perfect process. You know, I think that I, even as an individual person that can say I'm very, very healed of lots of past trauma and abuse, Mm -hmm. can still walk into relationships, have triggers and have to say, whoops, okay." this happened that was a trigger I want you to know that but it still happens they might still come up I'm not going to be this you know I'm never in this place of perfect 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 being that is always going to communicate exactly what should be said and how I should say it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And Mm so just being able to recognize the trigger, communicate that to someone else and for the other person to have a heart to understand, to be like, okay, I don't really know what's going on. Help me to understand. Right.
2: Mm -hmm. Which seems like you guys did a lot of throughout your relationship. Yeah. Yeah, So I am actually getting my degree to be like a family marriage uh, counselor. Yes. And so it's just been really cool to be uh, very intentional about each person's like mental state and what, you know, healing can do. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people have this misconception that like, you know, once I get clean, then I can be loved. Um, And I truly believe, of course, we need to get to a healthy part to date in a way that, you know, you're not going to make a person an idol um, or you're not going to be, they're not going to be your savior. But of course, like loving somebody, the process of loving someone is healing. You know what I mean? Yes, yes.
0: Hey you guys, so I wanna take a quick break in our amazing conversation today to share with you our incredible sponsor. I honestly love our sponsors so much because they help us make this podcast possible and I only really share sponsors with you guys that we really truly believe in as a team. So today, this podcast is brought to you by the incredible Denison Ministries. Denison Ministries is a movement that is encouraging Christians to be committed to carrying out the truths of the gospel within their sphere of influence through a variety of ways, which is also why Denison Ministries loves Heart of Dating because that is what we are doing here. Now, if y'all need a new way to start off your decade fresh and committed to God's word, then I wanna recommend that you check out Denison Ministries' First 15 devotional. Verse 15 is designed to help you spend the first 15 minutes of your day experiencing God through impactful devotionals, scripture, worship, and prayer. You guys, we need to take this time to have undivided devotion to the Lord and set ourselves up with disciplines right now in our singleness that will bless our future marriage one day. I love First 15 because they have a podcast that's super easy to listen to in the mornings or while you're getting ready or on your way to work. Or you can even sign up for the First 15 email devotional and get it sent directly to your inbox by going to first15.org forward slash subscribe. Thank you so much, Denison Ministries. We love you guys. And now without further ado, back to our awesome conversation. So for you guys, I also want to ask, I know you had a lot of mentors along your journey, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. What did that process look like for you? Because I assume that like there weren't a ton of opportunities for you guys to like meet every single person in each other's lives since you were so long distance. So what did the process of including mentors in your relationship look like from across seas?
2: So I've been super blessed. I go to school out in Tucson and uh, the church community I had there because I didn't have any physical family there um, was a you know a big part of my day to day. So I have a couple, her name's Anya and Lyle, and ironically, she's originally from Ukraine, and he's oh my, an American. Oh yeah, gosh. and so they also did the across-the-ocean dating.
0: Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow.
2: and this was this was back before FaceTime. This was like I, <laughs> like email IMing type of ordeal. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and they happened to meet in an airport at like a church conference, just literally passed each other their emails and and ran off and, you know, had the faith to believe that God was going to do something. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, fortunately for me, when I told Anya about the story, I'm scared. I'm a little hesitant. And she tells me she's like, hey, I've been there. And so just to be able to, like, walk through that, to hear how they've done it Mm -hmm. um, and also to hear the hard parts was really comforting for me. There was also, I always <laughs> so I work for a church and there's a couple that came in May actually, and they had a lot of pushback on the relationship. They were an interracial couple. Yeah, They also did long distance for a period. And to be quite frank, like there was just a lot, like it was really hard for them. And so to hear how they navigated that, to see how they were so intentional about praying their way through it was just so comforting to me because doubts creep in, yeah. you know? And so- it was just nice to have like their affirmation and their encouragement and like a blessing and just to not like walk through that, you know?
0: Yes. That's so good. What about you, Brad? What
1: did it look like on your side? (laughs) So I've been intentional since like college to just build in mentors in my life for every Mm -hmm. echelon that I got everywhere from like marriage to physical fitness to finance and all of that. So That was already pre-existent before Alyssa showed up. So it was just like another chapter. of. All right, what are we talking about next? Well, hey, check it out. There's a super fine girl that's in my life now. (laughs) It kicked off from that. And even getting Alyssa to communicate with them too so they could give them a scoop on me helped a lot. Yeah.
0: I think it's so amazing to say that you guys both already had mentors going into this. And and mm-hmm. that's just a moment that I want to recognize for everyone listening. Like, you know, and I it's not new that I encourage this, but I just think mm-hmm. that's so amazing that you guys already had such strong support systems. I think often where relationships fail is when we're coming into the relationship and we, you know, submarine or we isolate or we don't already have those support mm-hmm. systems or communities. And then we're not able to lean on people, ask for true input and ask for people people to see if there are blind spots that we're missing. So I just want to take a second to recognize, I think it's awesome that you guys both already kind of had those systems built, you know? And so mm-hmm. bravo, you guys, I love it. <laughs>
1: Thanks. And I also want to say about like building that in during your single life, yes. just to take it one, like, one level deeper, do especially it. for the dudes of what, it, what you do in your single season right now, mm-hmm. will, whether it be positive, whether it be negative, it will impact your next relationship. Some ways are foreseeable and then some ways you can't even like think of will impact your relationship in the next one because your partner's going to be able to perceive it somewhat different. So just something to keep in mind is like just be mindful and intentional of how you're walking now will carry into the next season.
0: So good. I love that. What we do now sets us up for the right disciplines for marriage. Hello, everyone. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Brad. You guys just got engaged, and how did you know that the, that you knew that you knew that you wanted to make Alyssa your wife? What what did that look like for you in discerning and really deciding and praying through
1: that? Oh man. Um. So besides my own spiritual walk, my own spiritual prayer life, which is you know pretty apparent and like pretty boldly screaming at me. <laughs> low-key shout out to transformation's crazy faith series about oh, like getting yes. a word on your life yeah yes. yeah i love that um, series Alyssa and i were also having just a lot of very serious intentional mutual conversations leading up to it like not only would equally yoke covenant be advantageous to us but like we saw the writing on the wall per se of what that relationship's going to look like in terms of you know generational healing breaking generational chains like yes amen. and and the kingdom testimony that's going to come of that and that was indeniable as well Mm. one of the references that we really used is how we like analyzed or how i analyzed us was passion city church dallas texas um, you've had him on a couple times, Kate. Yes. Yeah. He made this great analogy. I want to say Ben, it's ben Stewart. Stewart. Yes. Ben. Right. Ben Stewart. Okay. Got Love it. Ben. Um, running out. in the same speed, in the same direction at the same goal. And yes. that was undeniable to have like our own community, like publicly confirmed. Hey, you guys are headed on the same speed. You're, you know, your callings in life for your mission fields nest like a puzzle piece. Me as, you know, an army officer Lisa as a trauma counselor, a marital mm. counselor. And we were just running both at the, at the same speed in the same direction. And a lot of people ask me, so why, Alyssa? And I was like, well, why not? I mean.
2: I think Brad and I were just, again, when you are dating distance, it's not a surprise that you're you're working towards something. Because yeah. Because you can't stay long it's distance. It's season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were incredibly intentional that, like, we're not dating because going on dates is fun. It's not fun to travel 36 hours to see someone, you know, <laughs> yes. but we were dating to find a life partner who was gonna, who we were going to know God better with. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And so that was just kind of like, we were really, really intentional. And in, for our, some, you know, our secular friends were like, that's kind of wild. But yes. I think it just speaks a lot about like what priorities were our life. And for us, it was Christ.
0: I love that. And I love that you guys bring up the missional part of it too. Like what did our missions align? And Ben Stewart talks a lot about this to look through three different things, your character, your chemistry, and your cause. And the cause is something I think we often fail to look at. Chemistry is really easy to look at, especially when you meet in real life. You like, that's what people look at first. And then hopefully they look at the character as well. And I always say we need to switch this and make chemistry a part of it, but not the number one thing we look at. Um, But then what I think we often fail to do is focus on the cause is like, do we have a joint mission? How can we serve Jesus together? And when that's so clearly spelled out, and I think... Oftentimes we don't analyze that. It's like, how does this person make me feel? You know, but it's mm-hmm. so much greater than than just that because not every day is the person going to make you feel good. <laughs> Those moments yep. where you're having intense or harder discussions, you're like, I don't feel great in this moment. I feel yeah, I like... Really like you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so you have to choose to seek to understand it's, and that person's never going to make you feel good forever. So it's so much more about that, and, uh, more than that, and also about the cause. So love that you guys brought that up. So tell us just a little bit about how it went down just last week. I can't wait to hear these
2: final details. And it's just so cool, you guys. So Brad's really loves birds. Um, And he mentioned when I was coming to visit his family, he said, hey, we're going to go. Pittsburgh has a national aviary. And I was like, well, that's fun. That's like, you know, that's a cool date.
1: Imagine like an indoor rainforest with toucans and parakeets flying around. It's the (laughs) coolest thing. It's like my favorite place in the entire city. (laughs) I
2: was like, that's pretty cool. Um, and
1: dude's taking notes. It's warm in there. So you don't have to wear gloves in the wintertime. <laughs> yeah. Get that ring finger open. Um, yes.
2: Yeah, it was cute. And so day of I'm getting ready. Um, and he's like, hey, BT dubs, my friends are actually going to come along with us. And I didn't really think too much of it just because uh, army life is so migratory. And one of his friends was leaving the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I just figured, okay, like last minute hang out. Like, that's totally cool. We get to spend more time just getting to know your community. And so Zach and Sam showed up and his friend Zach, he kind of does some photography just for fun. Yeah. And he was snapping pictures of birds. And uh, we go through and it was really funny because when I walked in, they stamp your hand to get into this place. Yeah. And they stamped my left hand. And Brad sees this and, like, panics.
1: And we're sitting (laughs) in a bird feeding show right before we go into the waterfall spot that my friends have reconned out, you know, like my good friends. And I look down and I see the stamp on her left hand. I'm like, oh no, I got to get this thing off. So I'm like trying to wipe this thing off. her. No, hand.
2: he licked my hand and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> what is your problem? Why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah.
1: And so my heart's jumping out of my chest. He's like super nervous. Yeah.
2: And so he's like, hey, Alyssa, we're going to take a last minute picture right before, you know, we leave. Zach got this, like the spot picked out. I was like, cool. Meanwhile,
1: Zach's been taking fake photos all day to make it look like he's there to take pictures of birds. (laughs) So Alyssa doesn't question why she's got the camera around his neck. Yeah, and so we're standing by this waterfall and my buddy Sam, (laughs) we brought him along. He's acting as crowd control, like holding back the horde of school children that are about to pour over this bridge. And Zach's like, all right, you know, take a picture of just you guys. And we're standing by this waterfall. I was like, all right, Liz, now let's just take a – you step forward. You take a picture of just you. That way I can get like an arm's distance away behind her so I can kneel down. So by the time she oh turns my around, gosh. I'm already posturing yeah. her. She's like, well, this is kind of weird. You have in your I thought it a- was
2: weird. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, and when I turned around, he, there he was. It was really cute. Oh, my gosh. And then you asked her. Oh, my sure gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was surreal. I think I, I a heart attack. First. I felt kind of bad. I, I like was so stunned. Even though we had – had such intentional conversations the engagement itself wasn't a surprise it was just more of the timing mm. and I I always think I was silent for about three minutes people <laughs> I was like oh yeah <laughs> sure of course you're like what, what what is happening it yeah. was so true I, I literally I think I kissed him before I said anything else it was funny <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> and think... the things you do for love my buddies are getting crapped on by birds like they legit have no. like yeah <laughs> <laughs> and
2: they're, and
1: they're like, but she better say, yes, man, I'm holding back this crowd. And I got bird poop running down my shirt. <laughs> it, was, it was a team effort.
0: Oh my gosh. I love it. It takes a village sometimes. right? Yes.
1: I love yes. it. Exactly. why community oh, is so important. It
0: is. That's so cool. You guys, this is just amazing. I'm just so thrilled for you guys. I'm so thankful to have had you guys in our community. I mean, I think it's so incredible that God like brought you all together. You found each other through Heart of Dating Community and it just literally like lights my heart on fire and I hope the community is listening and is so excited and also like hey y'all get in that heart of dating Facebook group and make yes. some action happen and drop the hanky in general whether in the group or not but I just love this and I just want to bless you guys like with the future of your Thank marriage you. and I'll it's be good. praying for you guys and I want to encourage everyone listening like we're praying together like this is a family effort pray for Alyssa and Brad as they lead towards mm. their, their marriage and their engagement season so I just want to, you know, charge our entire community to really pray over you guys. And um, I'm so, so thrilled for y'all. Actually, I'm going to just do something random right now. I'm just going to go ahead and pray right now for you guys, if you don't mind on air. Okay. Of course. Thank you. Yeah. Holy Spirit, God, thank you so much for Alyssa and Brad, and God, thank you for bringing them together in such a beautiful way. God, thank you that your love story for us is so beautiful and unique and different that you don't write the love same love story twice, Lord Jesus, and God, mm-hmm. I just thank you for their perseverance of you, for their open hearts, for their teachable spirits, God. I thank you for the intentionality that is an example to all of us throughout the relationship. God, thank you for their willingness to not give up, to learn how to best communicate with one another, to learn how to make it work through overseas, through different obstacles, from communication, different times, for not understanding each other all the time, for all of it, God, thank you that you walked them through each and every step of the way, that you gave them that perseverance, Lord. And I just want to also honor Brad's amazing intentionality and how he pursued Alyssa so beautifully, God. And we just want to honor that because seeing that in a man is so incredible, God. And so I just pray that that intentionality continues throughout their engagement season, throughout their marriage. God, that they would never stop dating each other, that that would just continue to thrive and fill them in their marriage season. And God, I also pray over Alyssa, Lord. This is so awesome. Lord, thank you for giving her the boldness and the courage to just pursue Brad and, well, just to drop the hanky, I guess we should say, and let Brad make the moves from there. But God, thank you for giving her that courage to do so. I pray that that's an encouragement to so many women. God, I just pray throughout their season of engagement that they would grow in closeness to one another and seeking after your heart that they would learn even through different conflicts and things that come up to seek the joy of this beauty of this season Lord that each and every step would be part of your sanctification process for them God and I pray that their marriage will be um, just a testimony to you that they would have just such incredible deep cause for the kingdom and that you would bless it and thrive it on this new journey that they're to have together Lord thank you for Brad and Alyssa we just pray an immense amount of blessing blessing and abundance over their future marriage. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. I'm so excited. So, you know, we can't end this interview, though, without me asking the same question I ask everyone, which is you got to share your final nugget of dating advice with us today.
1: (laughs) Um, Okay. So I will say that we all can agree that dating is just a temporary season and you're moving from a start point to an end point. Yeah. And in that season, with keeping that in mind, dudes. Distance is only just a number. Hmm. So distance is just a temporary variable that can and will change. Yeah. So don't let this distance disqualify you from pursuing something that could be truly great.
0: So good.
2: I, mean, I think just mine is that what God can do is usually bigger than our perceptions. Mm-hmm. I had a very different idea of what it would be like to fall in love and, and to get married. Um, and I'm so grateful that God's plans are just bigger than my limited vision. <laughs>
0: Y'all, this is so amazing. Thank you so much for honoring thank us you, with your Kate. time thank today. You. And i was just going to keep praying for y'all. And this is just so cool. And keep blessing people with your story because it's powerful. And you guys did conquer a lot of odds, you know? And mm-hmm. I think it's just a really big inspiration to so many people dating. So thank y'all. And so many blessings to you. Thank you, Thanks, Kate, thank so you, much. Kate. We're so excited. Oh my goodness, I am just so thrilled for Alyssa and Brad and we are just sending all the prayers in their direction as they are in the season of engagement leading up to marriage. It's so exciting. There's just so many good elements to their story from Alyssa having the courage to reach out to Brad to Brad receiving that and then switching on his intentionality and even though they were overseas, making time for connection, for communication, for romance and thoughtfulness even though it was really difficult. They also had so many mentors throughout the entire process. I mean, you guys, just such an incredible dating testimony i am just so thrilled and i want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast because without any of this brad and Alyssa may never have even met so we thank god for all of that and we are so excited for brad and Alyssa. and you know what i want to hear even more stories and testimonials so if you have them make sure to share them with us we definitely want to support you